Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Foltz, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. You were going to say one of our other podcasts then, weren't you? <laughs> no comment, David. <laughs> <I can tell. laughs> Just that little pause. Well, Chris, we're back again for the second episode of this week. And it's a day later, isn't it, than we'd normally like to put this out. We normally like to put it out as soon as we can. But you were busy getting branded. So how did all that go? Well, Dave, it was okay. I, I'd got this... Um, I messaged you, my brother, who's got loads of tattoos, and my nephew has as well, and they were like... Get this Emla cream. It's like a local anaesthetic you rub on. Perfect. So there I am, Dave. I get. I finally found it. It took so long to get hold of it. Local chemist had it near me. And I'm on the tram, the Metrolink that is in Manchester, looking like I was some sort of uh, trailer trash with my sleeve rolled up, rubbing cream on. Luckily, there wasn't a lot of people on. And I could see look, the reflection of this old bloke looking at like, what is this guy doing? And I'm there with my arm <laughs> in the air, rolled with my T-shirt up right up because I knew I was getting it on the top of my left arm. I will put it, actually, Dave, in the Facebook group after we've recorded this, as people can see. But there's only one place that I was, you know, one place in the whole of this world, Dave, and you know full well where I was going to get tattooed, and that is Las Vegas. So my cousin is an amazing artist. They did it all. After six hours, oh, Dave, eight hours is a session and a half on my arm. And you've had a couple of tattoos recently. <laughs> After When he was going over the bits, I was like, holy shit. When, you know, like curling my toes, it was that bad. I was like, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, it's worth it now. And I've got to go back for a couple of bits to be finished in the new year. But as it stands, it looks pretty good. And I'm re- Well, it looks amazing. I'm, I'm more than uh, pleased with what he's done on it. He's so uh, talented. And i got family rates, Dave, which is even better. So, yeah. <laughs> It's up quite well. Happy days. I'm glad you said you were on the train with your arm in the air. I thought you were going to say something else there. <laughs> no one had noticed that, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> no, that's cool. And, and it does look uh, it does look really good. And I need to get some of that bloody numbing cream because, I mean, I can tell you, an hour in, when I was having mine, it took about five hours. It was already really quite sensitive and the guy says to me, he's like, yeah, look, I mean, it's it's, it's a brutal one, this needle. And, and I, of course, being British, Chris, I just went, huh, yeah, it is. It, it looks fucking brutal, that one. And inside, I'm thinking, well, just change it for a non-brutal once, okay? We can take a little <laughs> bit longer, but, you know, don't fucking tell me how brutal it is. And this is the painful needle, you know, oh, <laughs> and just fucking keep massacring me with it. Well, what's interesting? So yeah, it was already Dave. It's got crazy. What's interesting? The machine that my cousin used. I've had a tattoo for eight years, and I was the same as you. I've not had one for the simple reason that when it got recolored, my big tribal one on my right arm, it absolutely killed me. And I had the same experience. The tattooist went, oh, "I've been doing this for about thirty years. I've got a machine downstairs because it's a recolor. It's perfect. This, however, it's one of the original machines that I used to use, so it's quite loud and it's quite painful." Oh my god! And I, you know, I've got a tribal from the top of my shoulder down to past my elbow, and I'm like, oh my! And when he got to my elbow, I was literally in tears, and it was <laughs> awful. And that was a cover up of a tattoo I had of my of uh, my football team United, and that tattoo still raises up underneath the tribal when it's hot for some reason, Dave. I can see the whole outline yeah, of the red yeah. devil, but oh, it killed me when he went over that one because it's like three scars worth of tattooing. I was in agony, and that's what's put me off. But but. 
this was my left arm, which is finally covered. And I, and my cousin's like, well, do New York under your armpit and under there. I'm like, fuck that. I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping it on the top. Just do it down to my elbow. So we've got a little bit of decoration to do. And he's going to put a sunset above the uh, Vegas sign on, on the top of my shoulder. And that is it. I am not having underneath because that hurts even more. Because uh, I've not been doing the, um, I'm not been doing a lot of weights on my arms days because of my shoulder up, and uh, there's no way I'm even attempting it with the amount of flabby skin that's going there at the minute. Not a chance. You got the old bingo wings. Yeah, they're not they're not like they used to be. My uh, arms at the moment, Dave. They will be the new year, but they're not at the moment. I'm like, not a chance. I'm even going near that. Oh, I in the in the new year. You're planning to go on a diet, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, healthy first living. Of, the first of January, David. Well, you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, I train every day. I yoga, weights. I do cycling, but there's just something not right as I'm getting older, Dave. My, my waist is getting wider. My arms are getting smaller, and that's definitely not how I want it, Dave. So you know, doesn't work like that. So uh, yeah, we, the comeback is on in the new year, definitely. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> and the next um, year we'll be saying this going, the comeback's on, I've gone right up to a 40 waist now, Dave. I was only 34 last year, yeah. Yeah, he didn't specify which year, to be fair. No, he didn't, actually. So. And it's been a leap year as well. <laughs> it's just a roll in January. Yep, next January, we'll get it sorted. But um, now, Chris... We got to the Hometowns episode, didn't we? So last episode, it was a bit brutal. We got to say goodbye to Blake, to Riley, to Bennett, to Noah. And then we're down to the four. And we've got old Chris Harrison back there. And he's announcing that it's going to be hometown. So what do you make of the start of this episode? You know what, Dave? This reminds me very much, and you know we love Love Island. That's what this podcast was created on. This feels like that Love Island crescendo to the end it was quite fucking boring wasn't it we had a couple of little bits and what what I was more interested in was the fact I wasn't interested in Tasha. I wasn't interested in the four guys who were left so we had Ben Ivan Zach and uh, who else Dave I can't really remember ben. Uh, Brendan uh, uh, Brendan sorry Brent- yeah, Brendan was the first yeah. one yeah and I wasn't interested what I was interested in was their family's reactions and I found it really nice that they don't give a shit about this show they're not really prepped they might have had a bit of direction saying look we want you to say this or whatever but it was there i was so interested in what they were saying and there was some cracking tidbits i mean the first one was brendan is with Tasha, and i think brendan could be the dark horse dave because he has not really featured loads but i found his and ivan's um dates and reaction towards Tasha, the most genuine Zach I didn't believe that was just like some bullshit uh, film from the 70s or even the sick like a Burt Lancaster one when he's kissing that girl in the in the sea and all like that that iconic film and then Ben well fucking hell Ben just shot his load completely didn't he they absolutely <laughs> fucking put defeat from the jaws of victory absolutely fucked himself up but and I'm sorry, I know I've kept talking, but you know what I thought was the funniest bit of this episode, Dave, and I don't know whether you picked up on this in, in um, thing is Brendan's date, was when he mentioned about his family, his brother, his niece, and he's like, I treat her, you know, she treats her like my daughter. And as she's running to Brendan, fucking Tasha sweeps in and gets the first cuddle, never even <laughs> met her before, and hugs her. And I'm like, hang on a minute. What like are they're you best doing? mates. Yeah, so then I'm thinking, well, you've obviously met her off camera because you wouldn't just run up to some 10-year-old kid or whatever she is and lift her up and give her this big hug if you'd never met her. Because I'm like, because at first I'm thinking, 
who is this girl? Has he got a daughter? And then he, obviously they said the niece. I'm like, what? What? Wait, who did someone relate to Tasha? And I'm like, oh no, it's Brendan's niece. I found that Dave funny, but also really, really weird. Yeah, so I mean, you've covered the whole episode, really. There, yeah, so, so I don't know where to start. This week, anyway, so thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs> Well, the first thing I had down, Chris, I, I'll come back to the, the niece thing, because I think that's, you know, that's a good play, isn't it? Bring the kids in, show what a good potential future father you are. I, I do think that is good. But first thing, Chris, you've got Chris Harrison back. He's been out helping his son move cities and what have you. So he's been out of the bubble. What, is he? is he back in the bubble now? And... But how long has he had to quarantine before he gets back in the bubble? Because it seems to me like he's just fucking wandered right back in. And also, we've got four whole families here, Chris. So normally, obviously, hometowns, travelling all over the US. I did see this with the South African one as well. And, um, you know, it was was a guy called Mark Buckner. And he was the bachelor. And he was going around to the different uh, places. I think Cape Town was one. And, um, you know, you go through this whole process and at the end of it, he just chose the younger, thinner, blonder one. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, well, there's a fucking point. Um, But yeah, so obviously they can't do that. So they're having to make everything out of, you know, uh, this make-believe, you know, hometown in, in La Quinta. But Chris, in the last episode, they got rid of Blake. They got rid of Bennett. They got rid of Noah. And the other one, Riley, right? <laughs> were they yeah, all fucking? Were they all fucking? Were all of their families already there quarantining, yeah. just in case? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe any of this. Now, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I know we're getting called out for not knowing the nation, but I'm with you. I, how? I mean, he's, unless America is different to the UK, Dave. I don't know. I don't know. If we've, we've not we've been corrected on that just yet. But I don't understand how. Any fuckers just rocking in off the street here and just turning up in the show. And I just, I found that narrative ridiculous. Maybe that's why they've bought the complex, Dave. Maybe they're all staying with the families and we're just not seeing it. That's the only way you could believe the two things together, isn't it? Yeah. That they are quarantining, there is a bubble, and, you know, it's not all predetermined who's going to come out and win. And it's not all scripted. (laughs) <laughs> so I just yeah, I just found yeah. I just found this episode in particular quite tricky to to just suspend disbelief with because yeah. I'm thinking just logistically how, how are you getting these families in and stuff and you know this so-called you know Harrison says you know he said that all the families have been quarantining you know and uh, he's not <laughs> he's just no. rocked back in hasn't he so. Again, unless you believe this thing was filmed over like six months and, you know, we're only getting specific weeks and it's actually took a lot longer. I don't know, Chris, I was struggling to buy this episode quite a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, am I just being a bit jaded there? No, no, it's the first thing that I saw. I was like, I'd, I'd, and, I, and it's stupid because you should never doubt that. We should take it for what it is. If this had been filmed pre-COVID, we wouldn't have even doubted it but knowing 
knowing what's happened. The fact that, I mean, it's good that they've got the show together, Dave. Let's give them some credit because, you know, everything that's gone on, the Claire scenario, it was delayed because of COVID. Then they went in. Everyone had to isolate. They showed that on the first episode. And then it's gone from there. Tasia obviously must have been on the complex as a substitute. She must have been. It just wouldn't happen because she can't come in. That's totally against the law, I presume, in the US, that she could just come in off the street and then these guys are all fine because she could have COVID and it'd take the whole show off air. So, so yeah, and I think you're right. There's got to be a gap between when... Um, the last episode finished and this one started production. Maybe if it was 10 days, I don't know. But it seemed really bizarre. But i tell you what was bizarre, Dave. I don't like this Zach at all and I don't trust him. And why the fuck was he sweating all the time? The whole episode, <laughs> it was a bit where they Probably were... because it's about fucking 200 degrees there. <laughs> They're all sweating, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was he was on site. Not, not in a bad way, but he was just sweating a lot. And... and I didn't buy any of it. His dad seemed a lovely bloke. His dad spoke to Tasia, nice guy, having a chat with her. They, and that's what I'm saying about the families. I love the fact that the families don't give a shit. They are concerned for their sons, what's going mm -hmm. on, or their brothers. And I really like that human side of it. And I also, but I do find it difficult for Tasha to, to say the same sort of script with all four of them. You know, like every time, I find that really bizarre. And I know we, this is what Bachelor's about, and it's it's a nonsense. It's not real life, and you know we've been corrected on that many times. But I think this was probably the most uh, overproduced episode of this series. And not just to agree with you, Dave. Just I think we're on the same page. I watched it, and I'm like, "Fuck off! This is just nonsense now." <laughs> right. Well, I think. Let's talk about Brendan's date in, in a second then. We'll get back to that. But initially when Chris Harrison's talking to them about, you know, this this is how it's going to be. We're going to do a, a fake hometowns kind of thing. And you have to basically make this up. Um, it's implied by yourself, but I'm not having, there's not a team of crew kind of making up little New York taxis and things like that in the back. Um you know, I noticed that, you know, when Zach gets told his mom, his dad, his brother's going to be there, you've just said there he's, he's not that convincing. And he's like, oh, love these people so much. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure you do. I think yeah. that just seems like a line to me. Um, ben seemed quite gushing and happy that his sister was going to be there. Ivan seemed happy that his mom was there. Um, Chris Harrison said, you know, he's he's uh, getting on quite well with his mum. So I'm not sure, was she in quarantine then? Were they in quarantine together? Again, all kinds of questions, Chris. And then that's when they say about Brendan, his brother, is, his brother and his brother's wife and, you know, Brendan's niece are going to be there. But we find out then, Chris, that Brendan's father's passed away, so he's pretty much been brought up by his older brother. And obviously Brendan gets gets really quite emotional because it, it is his father figure. But I was trying to think, have we heard that before from Brendan? Because that's potentially a real sob story that we haven't heard. No, I, I can't remember. I didn't pick up on that, to be honest. I did, obviously, I heard him say about, you know, his brother and everything, and he was the father figure. I don't think, I don't think, 
I could be wrong, but I don't think it was mentioned in the sob story episode, and it certainly hasn't been mentioned in the others. It, uh, correct, please correct us, guys, if we're wrong, because I, you might be screaming, listening to this, going, "You two pair of it, you're not even listening." You know, I'll be getting called out by Sherry again for not <laughs> listening, Dave. But um, oh, if Sherry come for me, no, Sherry, <laughs> Sherry, I will say Sherry's got my permission to come for me if I've not been paying attention there. But I did, I don't remember that, and it, that's what I'm saying. He's not had loads of airtime, Brendan, but he's stuck in there. And I just did find that as a person, he seemed probably, him and Ivan seemed the two most genuine guys out of the four left, Dave, if I'm being honest. I'm with you, 100%. And this this day, obviously the day date, you know, they, they had the whole carnival. No idea, I don't know where Brendan's actually from, but I couldn't help but think it's the same place as Pennywise. <laughs> I think that was the last <laughs> thing I watched. You know, it was, was where they had, uh, I think it's Derry, isn't it, in Maine? And, uh, you know, he had the whole carnival thing there. But it looked kind of fun. Like I say, he brought in the niece. You know, it's a good kind of thing, you know, if you're, if you're looking to properly couple up with someone. Um, so, yeah, I think that day went really well. She seemed to get on well with the family. And, you know, she pretty much said, didn't she? I, I thought, Chris, this is pretty much game over, I think. You know, she was saying, you know, she could see see herself falling in love with him. She could see herself actually getting married to him and what have you. So, I, I don't know. I, I have thought from their first date, I thought they, they've had a good connection. It, I did wonder whether his conversation is always going to be, oh, woe is us because we're divorced and stuff. Um, but it does seem a bit, little bit deeper than that. So, I think, I don't know if Brendan's a dark horse. I, I think he might be the front runner. Yes, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. I think it's him and Ivan battling it out. I mean, obviously, um, yeah, I do, I agree. I, I, I must admit, I think that was the only date of this series and then Ivan's was the same. In this one episode, we got two of the most genuine dates. Um, I just I just find the whole, that I love watching it, don't get me wrong, and I love talking about it and obviously doing a podcast, but I find the whole dynamic of it really bizarre, especially at the end. But you know, going back to Zach, and you're right about the way he was. You know, Brendan gets a pass from me. He passed the test, if there was one, as, as a fan of the show. Zach didn't. The way he dragged her into the water, the water was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm <laughs> you not, not buying that. He was just like, I am fucking roasting. I'm sweating my bollocks off. So I'm going to do a, a double play here. So I'm going to actually get her into the fountain so I can just fucking cool off. <laughs> and then it's going to be this this massive romantic gesture. I don't care about going into the water. Oh, I, if it was fucking, you know, in New York in December, I think you might have a different outlook on that. But no, I just think he was sweating his bollocks off and just thought, how the fuck do I get into there? That nice, cool, crisp water. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know what? You're probably right because I felt that kiss was more Hollywood than anything else we'd seen. More Hollywood than anything, Dave. It, it just seemed too uh, false for me. And, and, and you know, if I'd done that with Sam, Dave, she would have just left me there on the floor and gone, get the fuck up, I'm not ruining my dress. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, it is what it is with Zach. I think Zach's not going to be in the top two. I'd be amazed, Dave, absolutely amazed. Yeah, but she does seem to like him, doesn't she? And and I think the fact that, I mean, New York, it's quite sexy. You like New York, I quite like New York as well. You know, it's one of our favourite places. And, you know, but he's from New Jersey, isn't he? Mm. So, you know, I thought the, he could have set up a little fake shopping mall or something. So, yeah. I, I, obviously, New York is a bit cooler, isn't it? So, 
bit cooler to have the day. They're hailing the taxi. Like I say, I'm not having for a second that Zach has been busy, you know, in the woodwork shop making that, <laughs> that fucking yellow cab. Um, but then, you know, he's going on about fucking this New York pizza. And it's like, yeah, but it's not a New York pizza, is it? You're in fucking La Quinta. You've just asked fucking Pedro or something in the in the kitchens to make yourself some pizza. <laughs> so I know it's fucking made up, Chris, I know, but just the pizza thing annoyed me a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Dave, I'm with you. He, he's <laughs> definitely the, the bottom of the barrel for me, I think. And then if you look at Ivan, Ivan's uh, mum, his dad, you know, they were very open. He, his brother turned up, didn't we? We got the whole crying thing. And why is Tasha crying? over this guy she's never met he comes in and because ivan she starts and i'm like i don't get this you've not supposedly never met this guy and you know the backstory i don't know i wasn't buying the crocodile tears but i like tasia a lot I, I think she's a good girl and i think um she's really strong person uh, as a lady she, she doesn't stand any messing but i wasn't really buying a lot of what she was selling today i thought it was just all lip service and it was almost in some respects that that she was vying for like Ivan's and Brendan's attention when it's like, no, you're the star of the show. They're vying for you. You know, they're out of their comfort zone. Their families are involved. That's why you're here. So, uh, so I wasn't sure about that. Do you that, think so? The what, sorry? Do you think so? Because I think that the, the power shifts, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it does. I, I think the power does shift to the blokes in this scenario. Yes, because. Up until this point, it's been Tasha, you know, forgetting about the Claire Dale thing. It's been Tasha, and she determines the date, and it's up to each guy to basically shine on this particular date or get sent off home in a taxi. Whereas when they're meeting the families and stuff, and in particular, I thought Zach's brother was giving Tasha a, a, a bit of a grill in there. I, I think the power's more with the blokes here, even though they're still the ones in competition with each other. Um, but I, I agree. I, you know, it, it was a bit foreshadowed, wasn't it, that the, the, the brother would be there. I think Ivan seemed to say about five times, oh, if only my brother was here. And then, you know, he turns up. And so when he turns up, yeah, I agree. They'd obviously had this conversation. It was very clear how much uh, his brother meant to, uh, to Ivan. It's Gabe, isn't it? I think his name was. Very clear. So Ivan, you're expecting to get emotional. I don't really understand why Tasha does he as well. Like you say, there's a bit over familiarity with the niece, you know, like their long lost, you know, relatives or something, crying over the the brother. Yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't seem authentic, does it? Well, well, put it this way, Dave. I regard you as probably my best friend. You know, at the end of the day, I don't really know your kids really because we live so far away we've met up recently obviously uh, at friends wedding back in the last year but we speak every day we know it you know jordan well or anything imagine mm -hmm. me coming into your house and, and like picking max up or <laughs> you know just picking one of your kids up and you'd be like what the fuck are you doing chris you know you'd, you'd be like it doesn't make doesn't i wouldn't go up to you know I, I remember your eldest daughter when she was a baby but i wouldn't go up to her and pick her up and go, oh, Just great pick her to up see and you. Give her a big hug. Haven't, haven't you grown 15 years later? You'd be, like, you'd be looking at me like, Chris, what the fuck are you doing? And that's like, <laughs> I'd fuck off Jimmy Savile. Yeah, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. But yeah, you would, you would though. But you would, wouldn't you, Dave? No matter how friendly we are, 
your your natural instinct would be, what the fuck are you doing, Chris? That's just not right. <laughs> and obviously, your daughter doesn't even know who I am anyway, Dave. So it's like, I, I, that's that whole scene I thought was hilarious because I was like, you've sort of tripped up there without tripping up because he obviously has some sort of relationship with her on the set. Yeah, so just actually, I haven't told you this. You've just reminded me. So, so actually, my eldest refers to you as a bit of a legend. Me? <laughs> I, don't, oh, I don't know why. Yeah, just because if if you know they're asking something or I say, oh, I'm just recording or what have you, like, oh, what, what are you doing? I was like, I'm recording with Chris, and she, she, in fact, she's been calling you a legend. But then in the last couple of weeks, you've up. I don't know if it's an upgrade or downgrade. You're now icon. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I've never spoken it's to her. Kids, fucking kids language. No, it's because she hears about you through me. Oh, right. right. That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. In fact, it's only just as we were talking now that I remembered. But um, Tell her thanks, Dave. Yeah. I am an icon. I like that, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need a bigger head. So... um. <laughs> So what did you think of Ivan's date, though? Because I, I really liked it. I like that kind of cooking together. That That's that's a bit of me, that is. I, and I think I, I quite like that date, to be honest. Yeah, I did. That's what I was saying. I think it was him and Brendan won this, won this episode for me, Dave. And, and Ivan, there was a lot of vulnerability about his approach with Taisha, what he wants. His mum was quite open, his old man. His brother, he had a good, she had a great conversation with his brother. And she even said that, what a good guy he was, Gabe, and that, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, I buy it. I, I, I was buying into that, I must admit. I, I would love it if someone out there goes, Chris, what are you talking about? But no, I, I'm with you, Dave. I thought it was a good day. I thought there's a nice little connection between them. It's very, very genuine. I just feel really bad, Dave, and I know this is The Bachelor and this is what it's all about. I just feel really bad whoever doesn't get through because they have gone all in at this at the end here. The families are invested in them, and I'm like... This is weird if you pick someone else. You know, it's really, yeah. it's great TV because it's going to be fingers, you know, my hand's going to be over my face, but I'm going to be sneaking through my left eye from my fingertips and that. But <laughs> it, it is very, very uh, chopping at the end because the family's coming. I, I, I like it, but I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to go so wrong next week. You know what? It's, it is brutal. When it gets to this stage, and, and again, the South African one, it got right to the end. So basically, they get all dressed up and everything. And and the, the veterans, the Bachelor Nation out there, they'll, they'll be bored with this, so make a cup of tea or whatever. They, they get all dressed up and everything. And then they're stood there together, looking into each other's eyes. And they're, they're going to either be told, you've won or you've lost. <laughs> and the, you know, the, the girl who lost out on the... the the Bachelor of South Africa, fucking hell, you could tell she was just absolutely destroyed. She fully expected to get chosen in that moment. And so it's brutal car crash TV. But I think, honestly, Chris, I think Bachelor Nation love it. Um, so we'll be looking through our fingers <laughs> because it's going to be brutal. Damn but right. I think we're probably, um, probably in the minority there. Now, speaking of which, should we get on to Ben's date? <laughs> 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 fucking paced around that. I, I must admit, Dave, from a psychology point of view, and we've really, you know, with the stuff that Ben's revealed over the last few weeks and his sister was there, the person, you know, who he absolutely saved his life from all intensive purposes. And and I did see on our Facebook page, I think it was Charlene had dropped a comment and had not watched the episode because obviously I was getting my tattoo. So, so I'd, I had to do catch up with it. 
was about him and his, you know, obviously the, the terrible situation where he's been suicidal over the last couple of uh, years, which we mentioned in the last show, after he revealed it to Tasha. And, and I, I do think, Dave, that his personality finally came through there, how broken as a person he is, because he literally just was, he was there one yard from goal, open net, and somehow missed. And I don't know, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but what he did there on that day was just fucking bizarre for me. Now, Chris, I am going to be putting myself out here as the potential bad guy again. Oh, go so on, please. Sherry, get your emails Fucking sharpen your pencil. Get, get ready to write another uh, letter. Or, or you could always type it in an email. Um, <laughs> right. It's- I'm not sure what I buy out of this at all. On the face of it, what they're showing us here, you just like, like you just said, he's got an open goal, just stick it in the net, so to speak, you know. Yep. Um, yep. But Chris, this seems like a cheesy rom-com to me. And it seems like too much of a cheesy rom-com that I can fully buy it. I think this is Ben's audition to be The Bachelor. Right? Think about it. Right, this is this is uh, let's call it Ben Smith's diary, a bit like Bridget Jones's diary. Right, it, it, we're watching a rom-com movie, you know. So throughout the we're, we're we're getting into the third act now. So throughout the movie, we've been introduced to these characters: Ben, we've got Chris Harrison, we've got Tasha, and basically Ben's been talking about how his you know his troubled past and that you know he's been closed off from his emotions he's got this unusual condition where uh, basically if he gets nervous he has to take his clothes off and then you know he's having a talk with his sister and you kind of you can almost when they're having that conversation and she's asking him about you know how do you feel about her and he comes to that moment and he's like you know what I love her I absolutely love her you can see it and and you know you, if this was a rom com, Chris, you'd be playing a bit of uh, maybe a bit of Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton, you know the old tinkling <laughs> on the ivories, do, 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 do. and he's like, oh, and then he's skipping down La Quinta, <laughs> he's getting all excited and stuff. He's like, do, 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 do. and then um, you know, but then at that critical moment when he has to spit it out, and you know he's even told Chris Harrison how he feels at that critical moment he stumbles across his words he just he just can't get it out there he's just too emotionally broken and then so I don't know what would you play maybe a bit of uh, bit of foreigner you know I, I want to know what love is <laughs> you play a bit of that and he's like oh no I can't say it Chris this is too much like a rom-com for me that I can buy it I just don't buy it well Obviously, guys. Do you like my little rom-com there? I'll, I'll have to. You know, uh, I like a rom-com. Dave, but obviously, that. this is Dave saying this. Everyone who's listening, um, <laughs> please get all your emails in for him. I will take great pleasure and uh, reading them out. For so, you. do you think that's genuine? Do you think all of that, all the stuff that we've heard, is all genuine? And the way he was absolutely beaming before, you know, he got to speak to Tasha, and then for some inexplicable reason, he can't just spit the words out. You know, Eminem style. <laughs> what, 8 Mile? He just chokes. 8 yeah, Mile, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even... You know what? You've absolutely bamboozled me because I didn't even... 
I didn't even cross my mind about that with Ben, really. I just... Obviously, what he revealed was absolutely horrific, but I do think... I don't know. I'd have to th- have to think about that day because I, I just thought he absolutely fucked himself over. I didn't even question that it was all a bit of bullshit or whatever. I just genuinely thought he just completely messed up. He had to be honest with her and say, I don't love you sort of thing. I'm not sure I love you. He had to do that. You can't mess with people's emotions. Whether we believe Tayshia is involved in these guys or not. Look, when we did Labour of Love, Dave, Kristen did not give a fuck about any of them guys. And I, and, and this is probably the only time one of my predictions has come true and I've said, like, she's not <laughs> going to get with anyone. And lo and behold, she didn't. And we got the massive email, uh, Instagram post about how empowering she was as a woman. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with her. She, she's not expected to get into a relationship with anybody. And you certainly don't bring a child into this world, day for a reality TV show. That would have been a fucking absolute disaster for her, the father, the child. You just do not do that. So I respect her for that, but you can just see all the way through. She was too polished. It was just an absolute career-driven TV show for her just to get herself out there and, and manipulate the public and all that. That was it. That was it. And I'm sure the guys were doing the same on the show. They probably didn't care about her, other than Stuart, who absolutely was just too nice in the end. It was too false for me. It was just too too sweet and I think that's where the Tasha thing's coming in there was a there was actually a, a parallel Dave I know I went off on one then this isn't the <laughs> wrong episode yeah, this, <laughs> this isn't the wrong episode you've chewed into guys sorry but with Tasha that's where I, 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 like we've been called out for saying look you get on as a sort of contestant like you've just said about Ben and then you get the main gig we've been told that a few times now not really watching continual episodes of the bachelor or bachelorette i've picked up different ones i watched the bachelorette in australia with sophie monk who's the presenter of love island australia and um, i watched that one i watched the, the guy one the next one and then i've not watched it since and i think these twin sisters on the aussie one now and it's the same scenario that they've been on different things and they've moved within that nation i, I was completely naive to that but with this, I don't know whether it's necessary for me, whether it's necessarily Ben. It's the Tasha's reaction that I wasn't buying because she 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 let him go there and then because of what he'd said. But I don't think she was going to pick him anyway. I just I found the whole thing a bit like yesterday's episode or the day before, sorry, where she was like absolutely distraught that Blake had been let go. And we had the camera angles from every, you know, every the lighting was right and everything and this crying. I'm not saying she's not crying and some of the situations that are not genuine. But it, it just seems to... I don't know, that just seemed more fake from her point of view, for me personally, than Ben's. So I don't know. I, I think when Blake went, I, I think it was more just an outpouring of emotion. And, and it was the fact that, you know, you're getting down to a few blokes now. I don't think it was particularly to do with Blake. I think the problem I had with it was she seemed to get the ump that... You know, he, he didn't show more emotion. So she's literally, out of four blokes, she's picked him fourth. And then after he's gone, you know, she's giving him, she's talking to the camera and giving him a hard time that he didn't, you know, did this last few weeks, did that just mean nothing? It's like you picked the guy fourth. Why do you think you deserve him to, you know, basically, do, do you, does it need to validate her? Does it need to say, like, you know, Oh, it meant so much to me. I was in love with you, and she go oh, right, nailed that one. Right now, I'll go and you know, go back to the other three, and, and whittle those down as well. So I I found the reaction a bit off, just a bit, you know. 
he's you've just crushed the guy <laughs> you know it's not that it didn't mean anything but you've just literally rejected him so yeah he's going to put his walls back up yeah true true you could be right what do you think with the three we've got sorry go on sorry before we go into the three did you notice you know halfway through the uh the crying so she was crying a little bit outside when he left she was in her kind of it's like a, a reddish pinkish dress wasn't it and then the editors just cut in a bit where she's in grey pajamas <laughs> I didn't even notice that and it's of her crying it's it's of her crying and I think it's from that um, the the Black Lives Matter date you know remember that one the one with Ivan and stuff like that and she was getting all emotional they've just spliced in a bit of that fucking bit where she's crying and I don't know, is that because they want her to appear more emotional than she was actually being when Ben went? It, it, just very off, Chris. And and again, this is all just shaping my perception of, of how uh, how false it all is, how staged it all is. No, I think you're right, Dave. I, I think it, it is very, very false, this. And, and it's just too convenient, everybody being there within the house with her. Uh, and I will say that I mean, who do you think, you know, top three, who's going to be there? What order, Dave? So uh, hit me up with it. I think out of the three, I think I'll, I'll do it in reverse order. I think Zach third. She does seem to get on with Ivan, but I, I think I see a bit more of a romantic connection with Brendan than I do with Ivan. Seems very kind of... When she's with Ivan, it seems more kind of friend zone type stuff. So I think, yeah, okay. So one, two, three, I'll go Brendan, Ivan, and then Zach. What about you? Well, that's fucking boring because I'm exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's the same, Dave. I'm totally with you. It's going to be them three. You may see, you know, the swap between Ivan and Zach, but for me personally, I always think Brendan's going to be there. I think the connections there better between them, and I don't know exactly. There's going to be some bullshit that is going to come out, and he's going to ruin it even more. Another closet special for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's still something off, and and I thought with the family dates as well. Like I say, I think the brother did grill. Tasha quite a lot I did like uh, I liked Ivan's dad you know and he was talking about you know getting married too young and he, he was kind of trying to get a bit from her wasn't wasn't he about you know where is she coming from in in part of this process um I think Zach's dad was interesting wasn't he he's like basically uh, making out like he's Jonathan Kent you know making out like he's from this small town and stuff and he, he didn't seem very comfortable in front of the cameras but you know by the end of that chat she seemed to have won him over so you know, I, I just think the way that first date ended with Brendan I think you know that's my front runner but you know anything can happen I guess now Chris have we got any emails we have, Dave. We've got one from our good friend, Bianca. Uh, it's the first email. And um, I will say, guys, if you do want to email in, like Bianca Stone and Sherry and some of our other great friends, um, you can email us, cdrealitycast.gmail.com and give Dave plenty of abuse. <laughs> will you fuck off with that? 
at the moment, Dave, you do say that, but it is actually 7-1 to um, you at the moment. I'm getting completely... <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. <laughs> and every time, Dave, we get an email like this, you text me and I can't get onto my phone quick enough and Sam is there giving going, what the hell are you doing on my phone? on your phone again and I'm like I can't check it Dave said something and yeah it's always some abuse usually for me so that's very good and also she does actually agree with pretty much all the listeners out there so all you ladies you are not far wrong. my wife even agrees especially the one about me not concentrating when I'm talking to you Dave <laughs> Bianca says Chris and Dave I love hearing your witty perspective on some of my favourite shows each week and I've been listening since this summer's Love Island USA and I've continued into the fall Listen to you recognise unwritten rules and norms of the backs are hilarious and to hear out loud from new watchers because many of them are truly ridiculous. But ultimately, I appreciate podcasters who don't take these shows too seriously and critiques too personally. It opens up a fun, light-hearted conversation about my shows that feels like I'm listening to friends. Hope you podcast for Matt James' Bachelor season because I'll need your lovely accents and funny commentary in the new year. Best regards, Bianca. <laughs> And I think as well, Dave, our accents, like stuff like bollocks, uh, which means balls, guys, uh, you know, I never think about the actual translation, obviously, when we move over. But uh, yeah, there is things I can imagine people Googling, going, what the hell are they saying? So I hope you do get our British sense of humour, guys. Of all the slangs to choose from, <laughs> you choose bollocks. <laughs> Well, I could have picked uh, see you next yeah. Tuesday, Dave, couldn't I? But there you go. <laughs> but I think it is interesting, isn't it? Because, like I say, a lot of the Matula Nation, they, they know what the rules are and they're comfortable with the rules. So we've, even though I did the, the South African one last, last season, this is this is a different level. This this a different level of production, and and it's been going for so many seasons, and people love it. And I, I sometimes think people love to hate it or hate to love it. Um, so yeah, it's it's been interesting going through and just you know with those kind of fresh eyes. And I guess that's the kind of perspective we have. And and we know you know from some of the emails and stuff we, that we've got, some of our long time listeners of of given this season ago as well haven't they so they're kind of watching it with the same kind of fresh perspective yeah and look i've watched so many series of the bachelor bachelorette i've really enjoyed them i've not watched them in in order the sophie monk stuff i'd watched you know she's the host of the australian love island she did the bachelorette she uh, she was on the bachelor she's quite a big personality over there it was, you know, it is a completely alien thing. And when people are saying to me, like, Chris, you know, what are you talking about? This is what it's about. We've both been called out, haven't we? So I think, you know, it's all swings in roundabouts. We're both enjoying it. We're both enjoying doing this. And when you, you're watching a show like this, you're always going to come to Chris, especially the way we do the podcast. And, and we don't take it at all offensively, guys. If you want to give us abuse, it's not a problem. And genuinely, we take it in the, the way it's, you know, you're critiquing, you're actually getting that annoyed. You're like, what the hell is these two talking about? And it's usually me that people are talking about, but I genuinely enjoy it. And I love Married to Medicine. That's like my, my favourite one. And 120 episodes later, we'd watch that. Um, but then we've got a couple of others that I'm going to be watching, Dave. You know, my favourite is... 
keeping up with the Kardashians, as you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can huff all you want, Dave. But I love that show. And, and I think they've signed up for Disney now. So they said the show had finished, but they haven't. Chloe, Courtney, Kim, Kendall, Chris, Kylie. I know them all. Scott, you know, I know them all, Dave. I will be getting you onto them, by the way. You are some shy, you. I mean, unless <laughs> from someone who's who's fifty percent of a podcast who covering all these ordinary shite. You do keeping you. up with the Kardashians. What is it? Fucking Geordie Shore. Uh, what's the Housewives of X? <laughs> <laughs> No need for that, David. I absolutely love them shows. I mean, the Geordie Show stuff is the original OGs. They've gone back. They're all married now with kids and got life and stuff, and that's pretty good. You've got um, Jersey Show, which I've watched for years, you know, since it first started. That's back on there in Vegas a lot, which I love, as you know. Um, yeah, so it's all stuff that me and Sam just sit there and watch. And there's a new one, a cabin one, I think it's called, that's coming out. And it's going to be one that I will maybe possibly send in your way, Mr. Horrocks, you know, just for you to come uh, and watch. It's about a lot of English ones. <laughs> right, Chris, how will everyone get in contact with us? Well, Dave, obviously I've already... Sh- sold him that showed him i've already sold him about the email um so if you want to contact us on social media guys at cd reality cast on twitter or instagram get over there if you agree disagree tweet us dm us whichever and we'll read them out on the show guys and as always get your reviews onto your podcast catching out me and dave are available all day we love it get over to our facebook page uh, we're always on there interacting. Our great friend Charlene runs it over there, and, and we are on there all the time, active. And I will be posting my Las Vegas uh, tattoo later today. So thank you so much, as always, guys, for tuning in. Mr. Horrocks, we're going into the final week. It's been a great journey. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in, and we will see you next time. Take care, everyone. So I'll speak to you then. Bye. Bye.